Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, you're listening to Animal Party on Pet Life Radio, and I've got Dusty Rainbow back in the studio. Welcome back, Dusty. Oh, thank you so much, Deb. It's great to be back on. I've missed you. Well, okay. I want to do a show with you to talk all about cat problems and cat behavior. And so I'm going to have to have you on very, very soon because I've got a list of questions. People emailed me and so much to cover. But today, today, we're going to go on the spooky side. I would like to talk to you about ghosts. So I understand ghost cats is something you'd like to tell people about? Well, as a matter of fact, yes. My second book, Ghost Cats 2, More Afterlife Encounters with Feline Spirits, is just out. And I've got some really fun and interesting stories, comforting stories, about kitties who have come back to visit their people. Okay, so so ghosts that are cats. Ghosts that are cats. So people sent in stories about how they saw or felt or heard or smelled or touched their cat after their cat had passed away. Is that what you're telling us? That is exactly what I'm telling you. As a matter (laughs) of fact, it's crazy because it does involve all the senses. It really does. Oh, can you get it all at once? Like you smell your cat, you touch your cat, you feel your cat, you hear your cat, you see your cat. All at well, once. most of the time it doesn't work like that, but you may hear them and smell them, or you may hear them and feel them. You might feel them jump on the bed. So, uh, you know, uh, with a lot of people, it is a multi-sensory experience. With some people, it's just uh, one thing. They hear a meow or they, they feel the cat jump on the bed. Okay, but a skeptic, and I'm not a skeptic, but a skeptic would argue, oh, that's just your mind repeating a comfortable memory or you're on the bed, maybe you're falling asleep and this is part of your dream state. How do you know this isn't just a mind playing tricks on us? Well, I guess that's possible. You know, I've had a single experience and uh, I was wide awake and I'm, you know, out of (laughs) how how many cats I've lost fostering and and being a large multi-cat household. It's not like I, I have this experience every day. I've had it once in my entire life. And, uh, you know, I was not in the midst. It was a month after the, the kitty died. And I wasn't like overwhelmed by grief at the time. I had new fosters I had to mess with. You know, it was just there. And then afterwards, I talked to so many people that had experiences that were almost identical I mean, I'd never spoken to these people and they had exactly the same experience. So what I have found is there there are some that you go, oh, I'm not really sure. These people might have done a little bit too much in this uh, recreational in the 70s. But there seems to be a commonality, a common thread among the stories. And uh, nobody's talking to each other. So there's got to be something. Okay. So when it happened to you, what happened? Well, uh, I had had a foster kitten who had, was hydrocephalic. He had water on the brain. The vet 
recommended euthanasia, but he seemed to be very happy. He played, he, you know, he was deaf and not the brightest bulb in the packet. I stumbled on a, a homeopathic remedy that seemed to be wonderful short term. When he was about eight months old, I had to go out of town for two weeks and my best friend babysat him. And all of a sudden it was over. The, the pressure built and uh, the vet said, we have to put him to sleep. We have to do it right now. So I agreed to it over the phone, came home. My friend put him in the freezer. That's a good friend. <laughs> That's a very good friend. Put him in the freezer, brought him oh back. Oh my over. God. Is that ever a good friend? It is. Wow. Friend. Oh boy. What a favor. Yeah. Uh, my very ill cat. And then, yeah. Oh, yes. Good friend. Hope there was a bouquet of flowers, at least as a thank you or something over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, uh, we've been friends for many decades. But anyway, so she brought him over. We buried him and life moved on. You know, I mean, within a, a day or two, I had a litter of nine kittens that I had to bottle feed, which means, you know, getting up at two in the morning and three in the morning. And Well, it's every two hours. So yeah. Yeah, it's really, really full on. I've done that with two cats. And then you get really bonded, needy, strange cats out of it. But we'll talk about that another time. So, <laughs> but I okay. digress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, like those cats will. <laughs> so what happened was, you know, it was a month later and I was laying in bed. I didn't realize the reason one of the reasons I could never sleep was because I drank a caffeine filled Dr. Pepper right before I went to bed. Duh. But I was laying in bed wide awake and the moonlight was seeping through the window and I felt a cat jump on the bed. Didn't think anything of it, except this guy, Maynard, the kitten, always slept on my crossed legs. I would sleep on my back and he, for some reason he slept on my crossed legs. It seemed like or, uh, ankles seems like the most uncomfortable place in the house, but that's where he slept. And whatever this was, I could feel the, the give of the mattress as a cat jumped on it. I could feel the little footprints and then something laid on my, my ankles. And I could see there was enough light coming in. I could see there wasn't anything there. And I didn't believe in this. I didn't believe in this at all. Yeah, for people listening, I mean, Dusty Rainbow came to me as as part of the cat world, the Cat Writers Association and and books like uh, Kittens for Dummies and Cat Wrangling Made Easy. And she's a cat expert, not a paranormal kind of person. So <laughs> this was a surprise, right? Yes. I mean, everything I write is science based. I, You know, it's not my experience. Uh, it's what the experts say. And uh, so it was kind of shocking. And I was afraid to meet, breathe. I was afraid to move because I knew who it was and I didn't want it to end. And so eventually I fell asleep. The next morning, of course, it was gone and it never, ever, ever happened again. And I kind of thought, you know, he didn't get a goodbye. I didn't get a goodbye. And this was his way. Of, when I was, a, when I was a, a young adult and I'd go visit my parents 300 miles away, they'd always tell me, it's like, got on the road to go home. Give us a call when you get home. We just want to make sure you got home okay. And so I think that that's mm -hmm. what it was. I got home okay. I'm fine. Just wanted to tell you goodbye. I love you. And, wow. and that's what I felt. And it's amazing because so many people, the, the bedtime jumping on the mattress, crawling up in their traditional place, 
seems to be the most common experience. Well, we're going to go to our first break. We're going to come back and uh, I'm going to ask Dusty how to invite this. I know there's places where it happens a lot. You can go visit, like hotels. We'll talk about that. But also, like for people listening out there who miss their cats so badly, is there a way to invite this? Stay tuned on Animal Party Pet Life Radio with me, Tabwell. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, we're back on Animal Party on Pet Life Radio. With Dusty Rainbolt, my guest, the cat wrangler herself. Welcome to the show, everybody who's just tuned in. You're about to hear how to see, hear, smell, or feel your long-lost cat. Okay, Dusty, if they want to try and contact their cat and their cat has passed away, is there a way to do this? Well, I don't, you know, I don't know. I I know a lot of people like animal psychics. And quite honestly, I've really never found anybody that I felt was legit. I know they're out there, but I just haven't come across anybody that I I feel comfortable with. I guess you can talk to your, your cat. But to be honest, like I said, in all my years of taking care of animals and, and losing, you know, my elderly animals, this is the only experience I've had. I think the best thing to do is to have a conversation with the pet itself and tell them how much you love them and tell them how much you miss them and you'd like to see them. You know, if they if they feel the, the need, please come see me or the urge, please come see me. But honestly, I don't want to get into too much because I don't want to invite something that's not welcome in my home. So um, I understand. Okay. So there's too, there's too far out there for you, but there are places, right? There are places like hotels and libraries and interesting places you can visit where there's just been so many similar reportings of uh, similar reports of very specific nature. Maybe you can tell us about that. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I'm doing research uh, for a book on places that are haunted by animals, public places. And uh, there's, <laughs> it's shocking how many there are. And it's not just cats. There are a lot of hotels and, and tourist sites that have dog spirits and horse spirits. And even I think in Arizona, there's a, a camel, a phantom camel. So different people at different times with no prior knowledge report seeing a camel? Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) They had the camel project in the 1800s and there is a phantom camel. So, yep, crazy. And okay, so what about that? I think there was a hotel. Where's that hotel? Well, okay, two of them that I can think of off the top of my head. 
There's the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, and they have been visited by their hotel cat, Morris. And he was 21 when he died, and uh, he has been seen there. There's another hotel in, I think it's San Marcos, Texas, or New Braunfels, Texas. It's the Faust Hotel. And uh, on the second or third floor, you can hear a cat in the hall. And we actually put catnip and a cat toy out there. And my husband didn't have a chance to video it, but he watched the cat ball move after I put the catnip there. And that's the Faust Hotel in South Texas. That's interesting. So, okay, but you're lucky that cat ghost happened to have been a cat that liked catnip because 20% of the cats in the world don't. <laughs> so exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or maybe he just liked the... Uh, the cat ball. But yeah, they did seem to move a, an inch or so on its own. And uh, yeah, that was pretty amazing. But my husband saw that. I was looking away, of course. <laughs> well, since we've wandered into the toy section here, I want to know how come there's no squeaky for cats? You know, why not? Why don't they have that down? I mean, they have the sound of a prey animal down really well. You know, it goes like <laughs> that like a squeaking, poor, injured animal that draws dogs like crazy. How come they don't have one for cats? There must be like a mouse type of sound. They actually do have them. Uh, they, they have little squeaky toys. I mean, I, I can't think of any. No, but they don't squeak right. They squeak like this, this, and it doesn't do anything for the cat. I haven't found one that actually draws the cats the way dogs are drawn to a squeaky, like they can't resist it. I think part of that. I think part of that is because cats have such a, a high range of hearing. So they hear they hear frequencies that we can't hear because they're too high and even uh, too high for dogs to hear. And so, you know, I think that might be a little difficult to synthesize. But one time my cats brought a mouse in the house and it sounded just like the little squeaky toys that, that I would pick up from the pet stores. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so, you know, but I don't know if because the range is so much higher that they're just not hearing that and it doesn't affect them. My cats like them. <laughs> See, but that's the perfect squeaky toy. They have a dog one out that squeaks beyond the range of human hearing, mm -hmm. which is perfect because you don't want to sit there listening to your dog, you know, like over and over again. While you're trying to have a conversation, instead, you, you don't have that, right? You don't have that at all. He's going to town on it and he can hear it, but you can't. So I would love to have a cat squeaky that I couldn't hear. That would be so much better than the kind I can hear. And if they can do it for dogs, they should be able to manufacture. You and I should start to manufacture this, Dusty. Absolutely. As we should do. Let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to go to another break while I think about that. And we'll be back with Dusty Rainbow to talk more about ghost cats and where you can get this book just in time for Halloween. Molly, here's your dinner. <coughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. 
Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, we're back on Animal Party on Fat Life Radio. And me, Deb Wolf, and my favorite cat expert, Dusty Rainbow. Okay, so Dusty, where can they get ghost cats? Well, uh, it's available at Amazon on Kindle and in uh, trade paperback. Also, if you have a particular boutique or bookstore you like, you should be able to order it through there. It's going to be available in hardback on October 1st. So if you have, if you want to give it as a gift, that's the perfect gift. And I will say that most of the feedback I've gotten from people who have lost pets and and, uh, had to say goodbye to them, it's a a very comforting book. Now, I'm not saying you're not going to (laughs) cry. Okay. (laughs) But, you know, it's very comforting to know that there is something out there and that uh, we will see them again. Well, can you tell us one of the stories from the book that really stands out? Okay. Well, there's all kinds of stories, but my favorite one was a a lady named uh, Ruth McClure in Dallas. And as a matter of fact, I met her cat. Uh, The cat was an old-fashioned Siamese named Piwacket. And Piwacket was 24 years old. This was in the, the 80s. And I knew her for about a year or so before she passed. But, you know, Piwacket was starting to get a little skinny. And well, okay, let me tell you about Piwacket first. She was a very communicative cat. Ruth worked 24-hour shifts as a, a nurse anesthetist at a local hospital. And so she would come home. She had seven kids. So there's always something to do. And let's face it, the cat box was neglected on occasion. So anyway, she got home one day and Piwacket was not happy with the condition of her litter box. And she picked up a dried cat turd, jumped on the bed and laid it on the pillow beside Ruth's head. So needless to say, Piwacket was quite the communicator and her litter box never was uh, neglected again. Oh, gross. Let (laughs) me just say like, yo, please. No, 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 no. There's so much wrong with that. But that would be on our behavior show, which we'll talk Absolutely. about in the future. Oh, my gosh. What an awful little cat. Oh, oh, that's a terrible habit. She got exactly what she wanted. She got from that point on, her, her litter box was never neglected. But Ruth was also a writer, and she would go in her office and work on her novel. And Pie Wacket would go in and keep her company. And when she would print things off on those old fashioned tractor feed printers with the, the big, you know, thousand sheets of. Yeah, with the little holes connected. on the sides. Mm-hmm. And it would jerk and make these funny noises. Pie Wacket would get under the paper and pop it and attack it from underneath. Well, anyway, so Pie Wacket died and uh, it just wasn't the same in the office in the in her library and the first time she went in there she was really sad and then she felt the kitty against her leg as she had always done and when it came time to print the printer the the paper popped and it did this 
almost every time. And then after about four or five months, it, it started growing less frequent and, and uh, more sporadic. And eventually, Piwacket wasn't arriving very often. And then Ruth got a new printer, one of the new flatbeds. And that was it. Piwacket didn't come back. Oh, I probably would have saved that printer. I, I would have too, I think. <laughs> I probably would have had candles all around it and I'd be waiting, you know. Okay, so we have to end the show, I'm sad to say, but I hope you'll come back really soon because, like I said, I've got a whole bunch of behavior questions and I want to talk about cat behavior. So we'll be inviting Dusty Rainbow back to the show on Animal Party Pet Life Radio. And thank you so much for coming today, Dusty. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And if any of your listeners have ghost animal stories, because I, I want to do a whole series on multiple species, they can go to my website, dustycatwriter.com and leave me a message. And I'd love to hear from you. You know, I do. I've told you about it before, but they're dogs. They're not cats. Well, dogs. Yeah, I cats, do. <laughs> I even have a ghost bunny story. <laughs> wow. The, the times it happened to me, and it's twice to me, once to my son, the two times it happened to me, it was both, I thought it was a dream, except that there was a message. And then the message rang true. In one case, I'll just tell, tell you quickly. It was Rudy the Collie, rough Collie, like Lassie. And he was blind when I met him. And the owners had him on leash and they could never take him off leash. And so I ended up training him so he could be off leash, even though he was totally blind. And he was so grateful, this dog, so grateful. So he used to come to camp all the time and he died, you know, as, as an older dog, like, like they do. And I didn't know he had died. And a couple of weeks later, I, or maybe not even, maybe a week later, I had this really bad dream in the middle of the night that woke me up. It was so startling. And it was him. It was just his head kind of hovering in the air and he was sort of moving his mouth, but words were coming out like English. So that's strange. And he was basically, yeah, he was telling me, stay away from the bridge, stay away from the bridge. So I thought that's really strange. Next day I called his owners just to see how he was doing. And they told me the bad news that he'd passed and how sad it was. And so when I got off the phone, I went down to the bridge and the, my bridge over my river in the back of my property was completely destroyed. And I just thought, oh, my God. Thank you, Rudy. Thank you, Rudy. How did you know? I don't know. I don't know. I can't answer any of it. But thank you, Rudy. So, oh, my goodness. That is amazing. That's yeah, I know. And you can't really argue with that. The bridge has never been destroyed by the river before that. And it's never been destroyed by the river since. But the river just got so high, it went over the bridge and then the weight of the water just cracked it. So it was very dangerous. And he was right to warn me <laughs> if I'd gone over there with a whole group of dogs, that could have been bad news. So thank wow. you, Rudy. Yeah. Anyway, yay, so, Rudy. okay. So let's, <laughs> yeah. Yay, Rudy. So let's tell everybody, hey, I'm just wondering if maybe when he died, he got his eyesight back. That would have been, that. Maybe that's how he knew the bridge was out. Well, okay. So Dusty, tell everybody how they can get the book one more time and then we'll close the show. Okay, well, you can pick it up at Amazon.com, both uh, paperback and Kindle. And then October 1st, you can pick up the hardcover. And uh, you should be able to order it through almost any retail outlet as well. Well, thank you so much. All right, everybody, it's time to end the show. It's time to end the party. Thank you so much for listening. From me, Deb Wolf, and Animal Party and Pet Life Radio, and Dusty Rainbow, be good, dear animals. 
Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.